Welcome everyone to Skyrim 10 AD, ASA Podcasting's D&D Adventures in Skyrim. It has been 10 years since Aldwin the World Eater's defeat at the hands of the Dragonborn. But it is not his tale we are here to tell. Before we tell it, some introductions from our players. Bati is the young wood elf new, fresh to Skyrim, idolizing the dragonborn. Uh, a bard by practice, a songstress, po- poetry, uh, any sort of storytelling um, at, at her fingertips. Wanting to go to Skyrim in order to hone the art of, of storytelling and song by not only studying the deeds but living through and going to the places that the dragonborn himself her idol experienced so uh here comes uh body across the border meeting luke fresh across the uh across the way there and uh wanting to just further her knowledge of the dragonborn trying to find as much information as she can and live the same experiences the dragonborn did Jaquai is, awesome. uh, is a Khajiit uh, monk uh, who's studying the way of the open hand. Um, he is in Skyrim looking for his brother and uh, ran into Luke and Body on the road um, as he was uh, carefully studying a wolf uh, while up in a tree. <laughs> um <laughs> They they you know disrupted his uh, his studies and um, dispatched the wolf and uh, Jaquai you know despite their indiscretion decided to uh, go ahead and travel with them. Very very nice. Jaquai always awesome. has the, the the best perspective on any on any study. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I'm playing Luke, a uh, as referenced earlier, a cleric of of uh, of kind or Kinnereth, whichever your your preference. Uh, a a Nord by birth, but an Imperial by uh, uh, by, uh, by by where he was raised. He was raised in Cyrodiil. This is his first trip to Skyrim along with Bati, uh, and he was uh, uh, inspired by his his deity to to make a trip to Skyrim and has had a number of. Uh, of, of, of revelations that, that seem to relate uh, in, in some degree, particularly to him. So he's still a bit befuddled by it all, but is, uh, is, is doing his best to, to understand what's, uh, what's happening around him uh, with, uh, with all of his friends. And I'm playing Mouse, who is uh, opposite of Luke, was uh, born an Imperial, but uh, grew up in Skyrim. Uh, he was orphaned and then lived with his aunt, until she was killed uh, when he was 14. And from then, he basically lived on the streets, and hence his urchin background. He is a bit of a rogue, uh, but not a very practical one. He's young, brash, and uh, a little overconfident. Um, and he met up with the group in Falkreath when they, had, when they uh, came down from Haldir's Cairn at the, at the beginning of their journey into Skyrim and offered his services as a guide hello and welcome to session 9 episode 25 of Skyrim 1080 um, 
this is just a little refresher on the story so far and um, I've decided to record this after uh, the fact uh, because the the refresher I done on live on the on the session uh, was not very coherent due to uh, a rather nasty head cold but uh, if you want to hear that nasty uh, train wreck you can uh, go to the YouTube page uh, of ASA podcasting and catch the live feed there but this is just a hopefully um, a more coherent uh, put together uh, refresher on the score story so far um, so our intrepid gang um, arriving in the hold of Hall Creeth, um wanting to put their talents to use and um, sort of like help out where they can um, They've had a few adventures with uh, some spiders in, a, in help clearing out a mine, running across some Draugr. Um, heading into the main town of Falkreath, they then uh, fought some more Draugr that seemed to be escaping from a crypt and managed to stumble across what appeared to be the beginnings of a skooma operation uh, starting up in the hold of Falkreath. Um making a new friend of Nenya, the steward um, of Falkreath. She tasked them with trying to find um, the perpetrators uh, of this fiendish scheme and put an end to it um, with uh, promises of rewards. Um, Through investigations, it led them to Helgen Keep, um, the, um, the famed... Um, beginning of, of the stories of the Dragonborn and his arrival uh, and also the arrival of the dragons in Skyrim they headed there and um, sure enough ran across some bandits um, all carrying bottles of skooma uh, it took them some while they uh, hooked up with a new friend um, who Try to help him out, but uh, with personality personality clashes, he had to uh, ma- make his way back to the forests. Um, but they then ran across another new friend uh, in the name of Lanil, who was being what appeared to be held captive uh, by the bandit chief, um, a man by the name of Broto Hetelius. Um, later, uh, later defeated. Uh, by the gang and captured and brought back to Falkreath to serve his time in the jail as punishment for his crimes Uh, also appearing to be somebody from Luke's past Um, Luke um, not sharing too much with the rest of the gang seemed to show his disdain for not only the skooma but for this Broto um after speaking with uh, their new uh, young friend, uh, Lanil, who came from Riften on a whole orphanage, uh, informed them that his big brother, his Anarchy, um, from the orphanage, had been taken captive by the boss of the uh, of the skooma operation. Uh, with this information, they headed back to Falkreath and left Broto in jail and uh, informed the uh, steward Nenya and the Jarl of Falkreath, Sidgir. Upon hearing this information, Sidgir tasked the troop with heading off 
and putting an end to this boss and his operation, uh, and also in the process uh, freeing Anarchy if possible. Uh, they learned that um, with an investigation check from um, I've forgotten his name uh, from our rogue uh, Mouse. He had <laughs> um, that the um, base of the operations for this boss was at Fulcreath Tower, just south of Inalta, Lake Inalta. Uh, heading there, they uh, entered in to Fulcreath Tower to discover a, um, a broken through uh, piece of wall that led down into a sunken fort. Uh, that had been long taken over or reclaimed by the forest. Heading down into it, they ran across um, Lanil's anarchy, uh, but turning out, she turned out to be not exactly how Lanil described. Um, also running into what appeared to be a Daedra. Uh, after a, a few attacks from uh, Luke and Jaquai, it appeared to be a spider daedra hiding as a in a cloud of smoke. Uh, seemed to be an agent of Mafala. Uh, after freeing Anarchy, they headed into the next room, which seemed to have its foundations wrecked by a um, below-the-surface river that had carved its way through the foundations of the fort blocking away to what appeared to be an Argonian alchemist working on his poison. Um, he greeted them by dumping a Daedra heart into uh, the uh, cauldron in front of him. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and uh, causing it to pump poisonous smoke into the air. He then dived into the river just before him and transformed into a massive crocodile and thus combat ensued um a few struggling battles and they managed to with the help of anarchy and lineal uh, get the alchemist down with their final blow from jaquai they um had a quick search around and had a look in the chest, didn't explore it fully, and found a locked door where they found an unconscious Dunmer. Um, even though uh, all out of spells, um, through uh, Luke, uh, his um, deity, Kine, through him, cast the spell Lesser Restoration to lessen the, the damage and the exhaustion of their Dunmer friend and some a quick medicine check and a dose of skooma managed to bring her back round where they learned that this was the legendary alchemist Avrusa Serethi held captive by this Argonian alchemist um, she informed them that with their help she could um, discover a cure to the poison that um had infected herself, Lanil, and George, and by some mistaken attempt by Mouse to end the poisonous gas, had caused to add the poison to all the uh, underground waterways 
of Falkreath and infecting quite possibly a large population of Falkreath Hold. Avarusa had known that this was the Argonians' uh, final plan and uh, set about to um, gain their aid to try and end, um, put an end to it and uh, destroy the poison. And that's where we last left off. So we'll get back into the session and uh, hopefully this is a little bit better than uh, what was on the, uh, the original recording. Thank you and enjoy uh, just so everybody knows i am suffering from really bad cold so i'm probably going to miss like loads of stuff but uh don't worry i have got every confidence in uh, my players to pick up the slack um so what would you guys like to do um you have just um been joined on this side if you're all on roll 20 um on this side of the I'll I'll say river, um, we'll go with that, or stream, um, by George and Blenil. Um, You've been informed by um, Avrusa. Um, Still not all together. She's barely standing up. She's leaning heavily on on the tables here, trying to keep herself standing up. Um, Mouse, you've been helping her acquire all the ingredients and you had um, a quick look in this chest up here as well. The one with the stripes on top of it, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. You, yeah, we've opened that and we had a quick look inside, um, but we haven't fully explored what's in there yet. Um, did I open the trap over there where I'm standing? I forget. what You did. Uh, you found some normal Nern roots and some uh, crimson Nern roots. So she, I gave those to her as well, okay. So we're at a, what do you do next point here? Yeah, what would you like to do? Uh, well, a mouse um, is going to, uh, where, where's Luke? Uh, sorry, here. I'm lost. Here. Okay, so I'm going to go over to Luke. Uh, Luke, um, I know where there is a Spriggan Grove. It's to the, it's a little bit to the south and west of here. Um, so, so, so. Colin, what does what does Luke know of the Spriggan? I think um, when we were we were it was toward the end of the session last time, and I, I had a couple notes. Um, I, I I made some notes, and maybe this is wrong. It, it, that there might be some way to to um, to strike a bargain with the Spriggan, or yeah. w- w- short of short of having to just murder one of them. Is is there possibly some way yeah. to acquire a, a taproot without without getting into a fight with them? Yeah, uh, Rooster did, did say that she has no qualms about uh, hiring people to go and kill Spriggans and take the tap roots and uh, the Spriggan sap or anything like that. But she says she um, was like worried that you would be against that, considering your faith, um, because uh, Spriggans like uh, protect forested areas and um, sort of like try and take back, like you know, from old ruins to take them back for the forest and even protect ancient and de- uh, dangerous magic sort of like you know uh, stop them from spreading to the rest of the of Skyrim so um, she said it may be possible for somebody like you maybe to entreat the um, uh, the Spriggan to sort of like you know uh, ask for its aid instead of trying to kill it but that would probably come down to some sort of check okay and 
And sidebar, I know it's not itself a plant, but Body would be a big fan of, of Spriggans, I'm assuming, right? Uh, yes, I mean, you, you did grow up in um, in Vylandwood, um, so yeah, like, you know, so okay. forested as you want to keep the, the much protected. Uh, the, whatchamacallit, the, the Green Pact only only um, is about the, the Vylandwood. You don't have to worry about something no. like you know picking up wood or sort of like destroying okay. flowers in other forests. All That's right, where right. the the pact comes into. But um, they won't like you know uh, most bosmers won't like just just destroy every uh, piece of um, uh, vegetation. So they'll try and sort of like help it out. Mm-hmm. And they're they're you know also mainly carnivorous as as a result of that too, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, so, uh, so, 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 Mouse, uh, I, I, I think we should try to acquire a taproot with, without violence if possible. Uh, that's fine. That's fine with me. I, I'll, I'll help in any way I can. Uh, so lo- looking at Evrusa, someone should stay with Evrusa. She did, she did say to you that she needs at least two people to stay behind. It's probably going to be up to, you guys of who you'd want to choose to stay behind I see with it. is curled up on the table next to the brazier like any good cat would be. <laughs> he, he he has finished Sorry, just, he's just finished his uh, his um, short rest, his meditation. He's just finished it. Yes. Uh, he had some revelations during that time, but he is just he's just coming out of his meditation now. So I, I before before saying anything, I take a look over at uh <clears throat> um at um <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember our, our two NPCs. We have Rusa. We have uh, Aniki's mm-hmm. real name is we George. learned is George. 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 Yes. So George is how is is after her uh, captivity is George um, reasonably in reasonably good shape now that she's had some time to recover and etc. Yeah, she and took his- a short rest, uh, same as um, Jaquai, um and so so did uh, Lenny. But uh, he wouldn't leave her side, so she managed to roll some hit dice, and uh, she's back up to full. And she's uh, she's all uh, her and both her and Lenny both have leveled up to level two, so they're probably uh, a little tougher now than they were before. So uh, I think uh, now that we're now that we're with uh, George, I'm going to presume that she's a little bit the brains of the operation. So, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, 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 George, or, or will you and Laniel agree to stay with Evrusa and, and give her comfort and aid with uh, any uh, anything she may need help with, and make sure that she uh, she remains uh, uh, she, she remains safe and healthy here while we go seek a, a taproot. Uh, she's she's just crawled out of the of the water there, and she's just um, walking right over to you with her hands out, waiting for her weapons. She would you'd picked up her weapons, I believe, out of the chest. Uh, the yeah, two scimitars, you had them, so you, you were holding them up from, from the other side of the river. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She's, she's just got her hands out, looking at you, waiting for her weapons. And and I, I hand them hand them both to her, uh, present present her her weapons, and I, presumably uh, Lenny's got his uh, what is it, a big maul or something, some kind of big ass 
big ass club of some sort. It was, was and the, the handle it handle of it is mostly branch. It's still most of it still has the bark on it, apart from like uh, uh, sanded down and then leathered area for where the hands where it's supposed to be held by the with the two big mitts that he's got. Um, I think uh, on the side of it you had red. Because uh, it was just written in common uh, up the side of it, it was uh, Shield Sunder, was the name of the of the two handed mole. Um, and yeah, you put that to the side. Um, uh, George sort of like you know starts getting a re- weapons and putting sort of like our scimitars on either side of our of our armor. She goes, I, I don't mind. Um, I do thank you for. Um, for the timely rescue um, so uh, I am at your disposal um, although I am no healer and uh, pr- preferably maybe somebody who has some experience with that will probably be staying with the, with the lady I heard them talking she is apparently quite the alchemist um, keeping her Alive would probably be the most important thing. So, hmm, we have a bit of a uh, a quandary here. Uh, Bati, or no, remind me. This is I'm 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 forgetting. I'm sure Luke would remember. Has does has Jaquai Jaquai has not shown any. Any any spell casting abilities, correct? None. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. So, so uh, Bati has some some skill at healing, as as do yeah. I. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, is, you're uh, not too. Sh- you you through the chaos. You're not too sure how many spell slots Bati has used, though. Yeah. Yeah, I've got. Uh, how many? Presumably- uh, how many healing potions do we have to leave behind? Instead of well, leaving, we don't like to break up the band. <laughs> well, in this case, we could we could leave the the two people who would most likely be squeamish about uh, killing a spriggan if that's what it takes. I, I kind of want to be there to make sure you guys don't kill. Well, spriggan. I think we need Luke because he might be able to tame the, the spriggan or make or strike a bargain with the spriggan. So we don't want we can't leave Luke behind, even if he's squeamish about killing one. As long as you promise to do the spriggan no harm, I, I suppose I could stay behind. Well, to be honest, body the you know the, the greater good is is uh, is going to win out here. Uh, spriggan or no spriggan I mean I know it's my fault I've poisoned the waters but uh, thousands could die Um, so with all due respect we have to do what we have to do and 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 Luke Luke Luke's doesn't say anything but he's really not happy with the situation but he nods in agreement with mouse that uh, you know Luke's you know Luke's Luke's personal morality is is definitely uh, is, is, has the greater good in in mind. So uh, it's 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 a difficult uh, it's a difficult bargain, but that may be where we find ourselves. So actually, I'll say I'll say that I, I, I nod in agreement to Mouse, and I say it's it's a difficult choice, but we may find ourselves having to make it. Yes, so. and so be it. And uh, Body sings a a, a um, 
a blessing of peace and a, and a, and a brief song. So we we have in the party stash we have I, I I have noted one healing potion. Yeah, I have none that I know of. Which we can leave, but we can leave that with body. But body, do you have? Uh, I've got. Do you here. have some 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 healing capacity left in you? Oh gosh. Um. I've roosted this say to you um, uh, he not of my caliber but he wasn't completely useless so maybe you should check around maybe you'll find something that may helpful if, um, if, if I remember correctly uh, says Mouse though uh, no, I'm Awful at alchemy. Uh, Nern root has healing properties. Does it not, Lady Avrusa? Found some in the trap door, right? Yes. <coughs> yeah. Uh, I don't really want to get in, but and she just points over to the chest in the corner, and then sort of like you know nods over to the body. You know, maybe. Uh, he had something lying around that could probably be of, of use. As I said, he wasn't completely useless, but he did steal most of it from me. <laughs> so so maybe we, we tumble the place and see what we find. I thought we already did. No, I, we didn't. I think we opened the chest. Okay, so I haven't. we haven't investigated the, the dead body, have we? And and I don't remember if we searched the alchemy tables, you know, if there's any. Yeah. So uh, if, you, we, if you guys are gonna do to other place, um, I, I could have uh, check everything. Yeah. So who who's going to uh, search the alchemist? I will. Okay. So you roll uh, an investigation check um, with advantage, and who's going to look in the chest? Uh. I'm trying to think yeah. who's our who's our most perceptive. Um, <clears throat> well, it'll be an investigation check when you're looking. <clears throat> Mouse, I only got plus two there. Mouse, minus one. Mouse trips on his uh, way over to the alchemist <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and, and rolls a one. Even Ouch. with advantage, but you got advantage. Oh, I got advantage. I'm sorry. I, so I roll again. Oh, that's better. Thank you, sir. I, I was not paying attention. So that would be investigation. So it's a uh, 22. 22. So on the alchemist, you do find one small red vial. And um, you find, um, was it a plain iron dagger? And um, this is probably about 27 gold pieces on the alchemist. Dang, right. You got one small red vial on him. Okay, um, Luke, here, take take the gold, um, and uh, my lady, uh, I will give you this red vial. I don't know what it is. So. Yeah, she so like you put down to the side. It's not, it's not actually healing that she she needs. It's like she, she's worn out from um, what's been done to her inside there for being trapped there, and also the suffering from the curse the illness the disease and the curse mm. combined is sort of like you know it's what's kind of she's 
technically, uh, as it stands out, she's, I think, at um, three or four points of exhaustion. I'm, um, I don't have a look at the table right now. I think it's four points of exhaustion, so she's like two steps away from death if she oh, gets wow. two more points of exhaustion. Um, and who was looking in the um, uh, the chest? I can do that. Body will. Okay, so um, roll an investigation check without Inve- advantage, just on your own. Yeah. Oh, okay, no advantage. Investigation is intelligence of plus two, so nine plus two, eleven. Okay, yeah, so it's not so bad. This it's pretty obvious. So what you find and. One second. Leave this one. Yes. So, um, so you find a um, hundred and twenty copper pieces, seventy silver pieces. 45 gold pieces. Glory be. One pearl worth 100 gold pieces. A palm-sized octagonal-shaped piece of obsidian. Two inches thick, depicting a ram's head on both sides, with ancient Nord writing on the side. Worth 150 gold pieces. Uh, can I can I read the ancient Nord? Yeah, you, I suppose you buy you sort of like you know pass it back to Luke, seeing yeah. as it's sort of like something fancy on the side of it. You read it reads Jarl Olaf of White Run, uh-huh. and then you find another smaller box inside the chest, buddy. Ooh. Uh. Can I proceed to open it, or is it locked or anything? Do you want to test to see if it's open? Yeah, let's take a look at it. Okay, so roll um, a dexterity uh, saving throw, please. Let's see, dexterity is a plus three for me, so 12, 15. 15. Three hours, there's a 10, I um, know oh it's there was no save on that because you're you're so close. Uh, no, sorry, it was a Constitution saving throw. And what did you say? You got fifteen? Yes, sir. Fifteen. You just made it, um, or you would have been poisoned for an hour. But as you go Ooh. to open. The uh, the little smaller box, uh, a needle comes right out of the side for it and jams you right in the finger. But being um, of the Vale of Wood, being of Bosma, um, you're sort of like, you know, used to sort of like, you know, bites and sort of like uh, poisons and sort of like, you know, definitely drinking all of that wrath meth is giving you um, <laughs> um, sort of like um, a, a resistance to sort of like poisons and things like that. So you just make it off. And in, inside the little box, you find um, a cloudy, uh, like three vials. And one of them is a cloudy green fluid 
and it smells of the sea and has jellyfish-like bubbles floating in it. Oh, nice. And then the second one is it's separated into brown, silver, and grey layers, resembling bands of stone. Shaking the bottle, it fails to mix the colours. And then the third one is a potion's red liquid glimmers when agitated. So you shake the other bottle, it's another small red vial, and they like little glimmers inside it. Hmm. Who'd like to take a look at this stuff? I'll I'll consult with the uh, with Abrusa if she uh, if she appeals appears capable of uh, of of examining those if she's not too exhausted. Yeah, so you bring them over to the table. She's currently sort of like um, sort of like trying to get um, like, you know, the one of the mud crabs trying to get the, the chitin off of it to sort of like, you know, to, so she can do it. I think uh, Mouse has already gotten the um, uh, what you may call it, the cauldron up and now she's at one of the alchemy tables and she's sort of like working on the cannibal. You put them to the side, but she kind of Acknowledges why you're putting them there, but um, she's kind of ignoring you. Okay, she's she's busy. Okay, she's not on the roll twenty map right now. No, she's not. Okay, no. okay. sorry. So so all right. So just because Luke Luke can't help, he can't help himself. He does. He wants. I want to do a history check to see if I know how long ago uh, uh, King Olaf was the Earl of of White Run. Uh, go for just it. Because, uh, just because I cannot help myself. Yeah, roll a history check. Uh, well, he, and he actually, know. He, um, he roll. uh, Barty, roll a history check as well. Uh, Luke, Luke rolls a nine on his history check. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. no. It doesn't ring any bells. Mouse should roll too since he... Oh, uh, God. Is that okay? Barty's asleep in the corner. This is completely without point, by the way. It's just a thing that Luke just as compulsively has to do when he comes across <laughs> something like ancient Nord-related. Uh, oh, you got a four. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it's just not coming to you after the perspective of the day. Um, um, Can Mouse roll one as well? Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, yeah actually... Yeah, but, uh, he's been around a bit. So, yeah, yeah go for it. Anyway, I mean, whether or not he knows... Uh, let's see, what have I got for... I got no... Prof- so it's 18. Oof, oh, 18, nice. yeah. Uh, the only one that, you don't know whether it's the same one, but the only one you remember is uh, old Olaf One-Eye. Right, Olaf the Destroyer. Yeah, so it's the it's the one where it's the fable who apparently captured um, a dragon in Whiterun. Ah. Yes. So I'll tell I'll tell that to certainly to, to Luke and to Body. Body will be very interested in the dragon part. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, May I may I remember the name of the dragon? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because you've you've heard this um, sort of like you know walking through solitude and sort of like you know seeing the performance at yes. the Bard's College, sort of like you know watching them, sort of like you know a one winter solstice time, sort of like yeah. So Numenex was the name of the dragon. That yeah, was, so I'll uh, tell Paddy about about having seen that. Uh, uh, at, in, at the Bard's College in uh, in Solitude, having seen the the burning of King Olaf and and yeah. so and, so and and body writes down more another note. She already has a, a leaf in the back of her book. 
saying all the reasons why she has to get up to solitude to the Bard's College. Yeah. <laughs> add, add another note here. <laughs> so. And. Uh, so that's where you are. You've currently got what you assume is um, two healing potions and two ones that you're not too sure of, but you've left to the side of, uh, of Rusa to have a, a, a shifty yet. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, uh, she's currently um, working on these alchemists and it's very slow going. Um, I would say Lenny is sort of um, yeah, he's just swinging his um, his mace around, getting used to it again, um, and he's sort of like uh, eyeing you up a bit, Luke, and mm. and then he's sort of like looking back to um, George a bit. He seems he seems to be thinking about something, and it's got him troubled. So observing that, I, I, I uh, <laughs> if if Lenny's if Lenny's trying to think, I just got to support him in that man. That, that's yeah, that he's got. We got to got to make that endeavor. We succeed any way we can. So, uh, Lenny, what's uh, what what's what's on your mind? Um, he's sort of like you know he's he's scrunching up his eyes and his face, and he's sort of like screaming on his eyes, and he's um. Um, are you, um, uh, and he just hands you the Warhammer, the one that he's got, he just sort of like, you know, holds it right out to you, sort of like for you to take it, and he goes, um, you need, you can borrow this. So he's, he's handing me his, his big mall? Yeah. And he's just handing it to. He's he's holding it right out in front of you, Lenny. This is this is yours. You need to. Yeah, yeah. I know. You you can borrow it. And George is taking a, a keen interest now. He's, she's turned around and she's like, Lenny, what's going on? And he's he's like, I'm not. I'm not supposed to say. And he just he's just holding out the the warmer and he goes and he goes, give it back when you're back. And he's just just showing you, just giving it to you. Give it back when you're back. So Lenny, do you, is will will this help us? Um, with our, yeah, I'm not I'm not allowed to say. Job? And uh, uh, was it George is walking over and she's pressuring him as Lenny. Lenny, is this is this about about where you got that handle? Because I'm not allowed to say and he's just handing it, he's holding it out to you. Okay, I'll, I'll take it. And I, I glanced at it before when I picked it out of the chest. Obviously, it was his. Now now I'm really going to examine it and try to figure out what's going on. What? Why is this, is this, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make the mental connection. Is there a connection to a Spriggan somehow? What's, what, what's, what's it's the just, connection it just here? Looked like It just looks like a big... Uh, like the head of it is like re it's really old iron head you can see all all the corners what you would usually you would think would have to be um sort of like um like proper corners they're all rounded so the the head is really old it's really really old iron 
and the the handle is really really new it's like almost brand spanking new and it's just one long looks like a like a tree branch apart from again as i said the <coughs> the sanded bits uh, parts that are down around the where the hands go and there's uh, leather wrapped around it and then uh, at the the back of the mall just below where the head is uh, there's a shaved where the, the bark is slightly shaved off and then just burned in there along there it's just um, shields and there's just the the name of the mall and he's just sort of like he just hands it to you and um george is looking at him quizzically she's going uh, she just looks back into you and she goes shrugs her shoulders and she goes When um, Balamond uh, offered to make him a weapon, he said, go get me a piece of wood, a big piece of wood for this um, thingy. And he didn't come back for three days. And then he just came back with that. That I, I don't know. So he never told me um, what it means, but... It's obviously means something to him, so. But, and she sort of like you know, points at you. That's his. So give it back when it's when you're done with it. Of of course, uh, of course. So I I, I now this uh, see uh, these things have to be wielded two handed, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, so let me let me uh. So I guess I I, I I drop my I drop my warhammer and my shield and give it a couple of uh, give it a couple of test swings. I mean, I think Luke's Luke's strong. He's not as big as Lenny, but he's strong enough to wield it. So and he's yep. got he's got martial proficiency, so he can do it. So yep. I, I give it a couple of test swings and see if there's anything special about it, other than it's a great big honking maul. Yeah, no, nothing. You don't feel anything from it at all. Just feels like a big chunk of wood, real fucking heavy head. Um, sort of like it, as you're swinging it, the head is so heavy that it pulls you around with it. So that's probably <laughs> where it gets its power. Is that what, sort of like you know swinging around and then swing it out and then it pulls you along. So it adds your strength and it's just the momentum, the, the strength from the momentum of it spinning around. So it, you hit something with that full arm with the, enough strength is going to do some serious damage. But you're not detecting. There's no magical sheen to it. It's not like a body sword. It's not in like prime pristine condition. Uh, there's bits of the bark is flaking off of it. It's starting to get worn. There's like fingerprints all over it. So it's definitely not a magical weapon. It's just you know, it just looks pretty normal to, um, looking at it. Okay. Alright. I'll uh, Lenny, thank you. I, I will take the best possible care that I can of this and uh Return it to you promptly upon our return. He just um, not. He's, he's still got his like. He's kind of like trying to scrunch up his face, so he can't see or hear anything. That kind of thing. So, and he's sort of like you know. He just nods his head. Sort of like you know. He walks over to um, where the fire has started back up again under the cauldron. And sort of like you know, trying to warm himself up and dry himself off. Uh, and he says, um, "I'm hungry." So let's go. Let's go. We're going. We need to go get this spriggan. So, Bati should. Body will stay. 
Um, out and, uh, and torture these people with. Uh, <laughs> I wrote some new lyrics to uh, the Dragonborn comes. I, I'm sure these people would love to hear it. Mouse throws up a little bit in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so is does, does George appear to have the same symptoms of exhaustion that uh, Abrusa does, or is is she okay now that she's had a rest? I guess she's at hit yeah. points. I guess she's she's okay. Yeah, she's um pretty okay. Uh, she still has the, the the signs of it coming up there, the side of her like at the top part, part of her torso. Torso, you can see it just coming creeping out below the armor, uh, around where the neckline is. But yeah, no, she's nowhere near as um, sort of like gaunt and as sort of like you know uh, as haggard looking as uh, as Avruza is. So G- George, do you would you like to come with us and leave uh, Lenny and Body to help Avruza? Uh, I prefer not to. Um, yeah, no, I prefer to stay with Lenny. If if you want, me and Lenny can stay with Avrusa, um, or we can go with him. The two of us go, but no, it's it's me and Lenny, or it's okay. It's, both That's... of us, or neither of us. I'm afraid. Okay, so so Mouse, how how far how far march is the uh, Spriggan Grove? I, I wouldn't guess it more than uh, about a half a day. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we, we I best. I don't know what time it is right now. So you're probably you got there um, probably about midday. So you're probably looking around about um, late evening now. So we should probably rest. Before. That's um, the decision. Uh, Avrusa said to you that you need to go now. Okay, that's right. Um, yep, sorry. Well, so we it's. Well, we must. We should. But it's bring... up to you. But you also, yeah. But you also know, and I mean, it's it was it's Avrusa who told you that you need to go now, um, not the DM is telling you that you need to go now. So <laughs> you know that. Uh, well, well, Luke, you for a fact, you know that you are spent as as far as like. Well, you think you're spent as as far as uh, spells and powers goes. Um, yeah. So. If, um, Probably Jaquai is fine because he's had a short rest there, so he's managed to get his um, his things back. Uh, but Botty um, expended a few spells as well, so you you know that you're not a full strength. It's getting towards the end of the day now. You've travelled some, you've been in a fight, uh, you've battled some, so you've probably taken some hits, and so you're not at your best. So What's the minimum we can rest for Luke to to. Uh... A full night's rest, a, full a long night. rest. <clears throat> That's starving, bedding down, sleeping for the entire night. Mm. Mm. Should we, uh, Luke? What do you think? Do you? I, 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 I so, 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 in, 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 just game, gaming terms, not character terms. In gaming terms, I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of spells, but I'm actually at full hit points. So, uh, so maybe to put it in character terms, uh, should we perhaps? Get a couple of hours start and uh, and camp along the way, rather than rather than uh, not starting until morning. I think that's a good idea. We should get we should get going. Should we we should bring Jaquai uh, if we're going to be traveling in the dark? Yes. Jaquai, are you willing to come? Um, I am, but I'm kind of flicking my head, nodding you towards Body and I. Um. It's so 
time. We don't really know the three people that were planning on leaving here alone. Mm -hmm. You're right. I would, I would really suggest that body and I stay here and you take George and Lenny with you. Um, if, if this is going to be a fight, it's going to be, uh, you know, a fright fight where you need some brute strength, but also we don't want to leave the three of them here because we don't really know what their relationship is and you know, what they're, you know, what they're thinking. Um, so that's, that's my suggestion. I'll, I'll certainly go along with whatever you guys think, but that's where I'm coming from. I'm looking over at Luke with a. I, 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 I note the, uh, the wisdom of, uh, of Jaquai's caution. Um, okay, I think well we, then... I think, you know, just me- mentally turning over my head. I, I think we've, I think we've come to, to trust Laniel's good intentions, but also he's clearly impressionable and we don't know George other than, other than a couple of hours here in this uh, in this cave, so uh, Jaquai's caution is uh, likely uh, merited. Okay. And uh, Luke, perhaps you should uh, ask the two of them to come with us, and we should get going. If we can get a little bit of travel in while it's still twilight before it gets too dark, then we can rest for a little while. Hopefully, we can find a safe spot between here and the Spriggan Grove. So I'll I'll go over uh, to maybe uh, and uh, and uh, say to George 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 a, a a moment do you and I I just sort of pull her to the side yeah you, are you and Lenny do you feel fit to travel to help us with this uh, this little mission to to search a to seek out a taproot the two of you together yeah um, if uh, if if that's what you think um, I. I am, <laughs> I am, in your debt, up to the, up to the eyeballs. Um, I, uh, <laughs> again, I, it was my own stupidity that led me here, and led Lenny there, and um, my own rashness and brashness. I. Uh, that's, uh, sorry for my brusqueness earlier on, but uh, I'm not letting them out of my sight again. That's good. Uh, we can use your help. Uh, but uh, yes, definitely. Um, as you're oh. talking, uh, Avrusa goes, um, I understand wanting to um, go there with, I, like, you know, fully geared and ready, but just so you know, and she's pointing to the river as it's passing through, um, this stuff is not going to wait. She goes, you... You have a decision to make. The longer you wait, the more this is going to spread. He couldn't help glorifying his own work and would... Uh, repeatedly go on about how insidious this poison he created is. The longer we wait, the more it's going to, the more damage it's going to do. Um, 
and George is sort of like nodding along with her, especially when she said he couldn't would shut up about how how evil it was. Um, Luke, do you have anything in you that we could get there without without rest? Can do you have? Are you strong enough to to at least attempt to bargain with the Springen? Um, let me, let me ponder a moment here. Um, well, you've, see, so you've, uh, you probably take about sort of like, you know, five minutes just to sit down and sort of like, um, have a little, um, was it meditation sort of like holding onto your holy symbol? You have, um, one, um, level two spell slot. Um, but the one that you did use was um, was cast using you you as an intermediary. It was cast by your deity and sort of like passed through. You have no level two spells prepared, but you can cast a level one spell through your level two slot. So you can cast any of those, but you still only have one. You have used your channel divinity as well, so you don't have that either. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well... Okay. While Luke is thinking, I'm gonna. I just need to walk over and speak to Body quietly. Body, um, I bought this whip, and it turns out that I stink at using it. Uh, so I'm gonna give it to you because I think you might uh, you might be able to use it better than I. So I give I give Body my whip. Oh, well, that's fun. I'll uh, light some candles over here and practice putting them out. <laughs> 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 you, snap, you snap me with the littlest bit woman and we're going to be devils in trouble <laughs> uh, or, or, she, or she's going to tie a feather on it and use it like one of those cat toys for Jaquai to chase around the cave perfect okay so yeah so, so Luke's uh, Luke um, after his little meditation uh, just sort of says you know my, my my spiritual resources are uh, are flagging a bit, but uh, I'm 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 healthy and, and able to travel. Okay, well, not let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Yeah, let's get there. Um, I need to do whatever I can to stop what I started. This was not your doing, Mouse. Well, you, I'm, you. I'm the one who pushed it in there. I I know I did it for. <laughs> The, what I thought were the right reasons, but it turns out to have been a complete disaster. So I need to I need to make good on that. We'll we're 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 in it together. We'll uh, we'll resolve it. We'll get it. Avrusa with the skills of Avrusa and and our own wits and skills and our two companions here. We'll we'll, we'll get it done. I, I have faith. Uh, you as you finish that, you turn around and Lenny's like two inches from your face with his hands out. <laughs> <laughs> I, hand, I, I give him back his maul. Come on, Lenny. <laughs> he literally snatches it. Over and he goes, hey, "Sorry, if I'm going with you." Uh, uh, yeah. And he, he just sort of like you know walks back to back to George. All right, let's go. Let's go. So, um, marching order is um, Luke and Mouse, um, Lenil and George are all heading out. Um, to, to go down to head to the Spriggan and Jaquai and Botty are remaining behind with uh, Avrusa to help her out as she needs uh, with help. 
um, as she goes. So, well, as you're there, um, Jaquai and Butty, um, she says she points you to various things. So, um, she points to the um, further alchemy table, and she uh, says to you, Butty, to go over there and just uh, was it um, says to take over the um, the jar of um, what should we call it? Uh, hawk feathers. So, um, as you're taking them out, she wants you to start preparing them. So she tells you how to do it. So I'm going to need you to uh, roll an uh, intelligence check to see how well you can do this and how long this is going to take you. This is going to be a series of checks. Uh, Ooh, boom. 20 with a, uh, so 22 there. Oof. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, being a, a bard, and uh, literally you have been around everywhere and everything, sort of like you know, just assimilating information just for that. And just as she starts talking about it, she, you know, it comes back to you, uh, sort of like you know, talking to um, was literally it was like a an alchemist convention, um, sort of like in the Imperial City, and you were just sitting in there at the next to the table, just slowly strumming, and you just found what they were talking about so soothing. Sort of like, you know, talking about this and that. You just learn so much, just listen to it, and it all comes back to you. It's like, yeah, hawk feathers. Yeah, you're supposed to take off the nib and then strip it down the center and stuff like he She's amazed by your, your quality and your skill at it. Um, to Kwai, she sends you over to the other table, and um, she has you with the mud crab chitin. Shall I say not chitin? I used to call it chitin when I first started playing Skyrim. Um, I um, basically what she wants is that she just wants um, the um, the pinchers. She she wants uh, a certain part of that. So you just got to separate from all those. So you roll, um, let's see, a dexterity check because you're just tearing them apart and trying to break them off and get the exact piece that she needs. From every um, mud crab. Okay, and is that with proficiency? It is. Yeah, you're proficient. In the, so it's kind of like a strike. You're using your claws, trying to sort of like get in there. And don't forget to suck out those delicious legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is sixteen. Sixteen. Nice. Yeah, good enough. Um, so you guys are carrying on with that and she's um, taking the ingredients from you as you're preparing them for and then she's like adding them to the uh, the uh, alembic and uh, pummeling some in in another uh, pestle and mortar and other parts of it so like making it all up so she's all there so you guys are going there we'll get back to you there so you guys are heading out and you are heading um, south are you uh, mouse I think it's a little bit southwest. I, I guess I should uh, try to figure out if I know exactly where it is. Um, um, yeah, you can roll um, a history check. And uh, let's... That would be... Um, a ten. Ten? Yeah. Uh, I mean... You've been past it, and you can see it uh, mm -hmm. from the road um, as you're walking past it, um, heading up towards the um, uh, towards the the lake itself. So, um, you 
because he didn't have much trouble earlier on, you say that we had uh, to head um, the way, head back the way Jaquai came up. He didn't have any problems with animals, so he sort of started to leave him there. Um, roll a survival check. The way Jaquai came up from where now? I'm sorry, I, I missed something. When you approached um, the uh, Fork Reef oh, Tower, right, right, right. Yeah, okay. um, Jaquai came up the back way. Oh, boy. Not so good. Um, that would be a five. Five. Um, it probably, to get there, you're probably looking around about getting lost a little bit along the way. You're probably looking uh, yeah, a good six or seven hours before you can actually make it out there. It, it comes to you like three quarters of the way that you probably should have like you know, been veering to the left the whole time to get yourself onto the road, come down and then come back in again. But yeah, yeah. Uh, you just thought that... As usual, self-confidence got the better of him. Yeah. yeah, that and, like, you know, your guilt from what happened back there, you just want to get there as quickly as possible. So, like, you know, you're pushing and stuff like so. So, Luke, you see him sort of, like, you know, getting very agitated and sort of, like, you know, looking up at the moon, looking at the stars and the sort of, like, you know, the, the position of the moss on the trees, which side it's on, and he's sort of, like, you know... <laughs> getting himself all flustered and sort of like, you know, stomping through, getting caught and cutting brambles and he's just like, ah! He starts getting angry and angry, but you do finally make it. Alright, so, so it's about midnight then. Yeah, it will be. So, I have a couple of things to do. So, uh, uh, no, that was the wrong one. Give me one second, I've just got to change something before. Uh -huh. New map? Um, you remember this, this is kind of like um, the old mounds so it has a, a raised bit here that's sort of like starting on the bottom and it's lost within the forest um, some of it, but it, then it goes up in a steady slope going up there, leading to an open part which you can't see inside, obviously yet, because you haven't walked up and Mouse, you know that there is like a foot level entrance around here around this side and this side to be able to get in um, or you can come in um, over the top but what you decide to do you all are currently over here so I assume once you got this close to it you are going to hold back from getting too close to it as to 
have people over aware of your uh, presence? Well, I guess um, I should try to uh, just sneak up and look over and see if I can see a, a Spriggan or not inside there from from the side that we're on. If I can climb up there, which I should be able to do. Okay, so yeah, it's a pretty gentle slope. Uh, if you want to roll a stealth check for me, please. Nat 20. Nice. Oh. Awesome. So, um, you uh, move okay. yourself. Something like that? Oops. I can't. Yeah. I can't go into the square that's partially black. Okay, so I'll yeah. move. I'll go here and then. Yeah, have a. You're having a look over the edge. Do you want to roll a perception check for me, please? <laughs> uh, let's see, perception. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, that's uh, plenty. So. There, you have a good look, and you can hear them before you see them. Just here. Oh, that's wrong. Button. Them. Just here. Okay. And over here, you see two black bears. And they are not happy. They are not in the best of moods, and they are not in the best of conditions. You see all the fur. uh, Some of it is starting to fall off. And Mm. you see black patches starting to work its way up the side. The long, veiny streaks of black poison uh, going across bare patches of skin. Um, You see um, shrubs and things like that. But you see no spriggan. Okay, so I'm going to sneak back to the party then to report on there on what I've seen yeah for it all right so uh, I'll of course mouse is going to essentially address all of his reports to Luke <laughs> um, there's two very sick bears but I see no spriggans the bears seem sick and in pain and irritated about something. Probably mm. the fact that they're sick and in pain. <laughs> um, but I, I did not see a spriggan. So, it's, uh, seems we're here. It seems we should perhaps go investigate a little more closely. Um, yeah, there's... I I couldn't see under that that stone arch that's directly above us here uh, to see if there's a cave in there or not. I should have looked. Oh, you mean this? Yeah. Uh, no, that's just a, a bad design of this picture. I found this one, which was pretty similar to the Skyrim ones, but I had this thing on it. So okay. you can ignore this. This is just... Uh, okay. So there's no ent- that's not an entrance to something else? No, that's not an entrance okay. to anything. It's just the way this thing was built. I found this as it is. All I had to do was just stick it on and then mm-hmm. add a few bears and a few trees and shrubs and things like that. So the entrance is still over at this side. You've approached it from, from over here, from this way, and... Um, I wonder if we can, uh, if there's any way we can 
lure the bears out without having to to fight them and and go in there and investigate a little more um, does anybody have any meat or or anything that might lure them out only uh only just be what's in what's in my pack mm. and you know george and lenny i'm sure have have probably even less yeah yeah, yeah. They're both they're both sort of like hunkering down and sort of like um Kim went back and sort of like uh, Lenny is uh, holding his weapon out and so is uh, George and she's sort of like, you know, facing uh, towards Lenny and sort of like, you know, nodding her head at this and she's like Well Do you mind if I go and take a look? No, please do. She's gonna roll uh Stealth check. Oof. <laughs> With uh, modifiers, George. Team is in the uh, six. Oh. So. Um, George decides to get in closer to try and get a little look but just as she gets to about here um, she misses a tree stump and falls forward and because she has the two scimitars they both clang into the side of the of the runes as she gets closer and um, all you hear from the inside <laughs> growls and mm. things coming from the inside of this and um, that's what we're going to pick up next time <laughs> on uh, Skyrim 1080 Ooh. so we'll see where it leads into next time. Thank you very much everybody for joining us and awesome. um, <coughs> I'm sorry about the um, the bad start but uh, as I said my uh, my players saved my ass Thank you guys Skyrim 1080 would like to thank Tabletop Audio for the use of their music in this podcast. If you would like to find more music like this, just go to tabletopaudio.com for more information. Thank you. Thank you for downloading this edition of Skyrim 10 AD. Email the show at skyrim10ad at gmail.com. For more information, please visit asapodcasting.com where you will find a Skyrim Attic podcast, the Fallout feed, and our Amazon link which benefits the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Find our social media in the show notes. Thanks for listening.